Hello friends, welcome to episode number 16 of Starting to Know Business Podcast with your host, friend, Issue Singh. Same lines again, if you're listening to this podcast for second time, for the third time, fourth time, you need to leave me a review. If you're not going to leave me a review, how this podcast will survive. If you like this podcast, that's why you're listening to this podcast for the second time, third time, or whatever number the time is. Please leave me a five-star review. I will really, really appreciate your support. If you're a new listener, you're listening to this podcast for the very first time. This podcast is all about business. Entrepreneurship is not about just starting to knowing about the business. Yeah, the name is starting to know. Why? Because in the business world, their learning is never ending. You're always learning something new. And this podcast is all about that. If you want to learn more about me, what I'm doing, about my projects and other things about me, go to issue, I-S-H-U-S-I-N-G-H, issuesing.com. Or if you will Google it, the chances are you will find me on the top. So click on the link and see about the projects. You will be able to also find about the other podcast episode in that website. SEO nowadays is really, really important. Not nowadays, even before that it was important. But why? Because thousands, millions of people are searching online, searching on Google, searching on Bing or other platforms as well. Like they are trying to look for the solution. They might be trying to look for your product, but if they are not finding it, that's your problem. Why that's your problem? Because you didn't do the SEO properly. To know more about SEO, to include the SEO techniques in our business, I thought I'm going to invite someone who is highly experienced in this SEO field. I thought I'm going to invite Conrad Sam on our podcast, and that's what I did. Today, we have Conrad Sam on our show. He founded Mockingbird Marketing, an online marketing agency focused exclusively on legal. Though his principles are widely applicable across the board, it's not only for the legal industry. You can use these techniques for your businesses as well. Hi, Conrad. Welcome to the pod. Well, thank you for having me. It's nice to uh, chat with someone up in the great north. Uh, we're, we're in Seattle, so I'm just not that far away from the border up to you guys, but I feel like we're a world away now with current events. Exactly. And you're welcome here. And I wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to ask you, like, uh, um, what is a mockingbird marketing? Yeah, so we, I got into the legal marketing industry back in 2006, and I spun out of a company that, from that. And we basically work with lawyers on their digital marketing footprint. And it can be anything. Um, my bias here is that every, and this, this applies to all small businesses, um, but every business has its own construct and their own objectives and their own kind of marketing assets and liabilities. And a really good agency's fundamental job is to come up with the right marketing mix for that individual business. And I think a lot, in many cases, a lot of agencies are like, hey, we're an advertising agency and you need advertising or we build websites and we think you need a new website. 
And so I think the real key here is we try and help leverage the assets and uh, avoid the liabilities and, and, and also to achieve the business objectives of, of our client. And so it's, it's very much not a package, one size fits all kind of thing. It's, it's just a kind of customized approach at looking at small businesses, which makes it really fun because I end up doing mm-hmm. small business strategy like three or four times a day, right? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. And I'm curious, like, why did you choose the name uh, Mockingbird? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a, there's a, there's a sordid history to that. So mm-hmm. when I started this agency, it was called Atticus. And in fact, our legal name is still Atticus. Mm-hmm. Atticus is the character from to Kill a Mockingbird. Um, and he's an attorney. So it was a really, and, and it's a really strong name. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I loved Atticus. And when I started this, I really was just doing this as a bit of a consulting gig. I never had any real desire for this to become mm-hmm. an agency or even, even a long-term business. I had a couple clients that I was kind of moonlighting with. And anyway, I, mm-hmm. I, when I, when I, when I picked the name Atticus, which I really like, cause he's a great character. And like, even actually today with social justice, like mm-hmm. he comes out even more. Um, and he's a great father, which is important to me. So it just, it just works. And it's a super strong name. Mm-hmm. Um, and lawyers get this as an inside joke. <laughs> Unfortunately, when I, when I set this up, I knew there was a company called Atticus consulting mm-hmm. or something that worked in legal and they're in Florida. And I was like, yeah, it'll never turn into, it's not going to be an issue. Anyways, the agency grew. Eventually I got the angry letter from the company in Florida and they were 100% in the right. Mm-hmm. And so I had to pivot really quickly and, and staying with it to kill a mockingbird theme. I moved to mockingbird, which it, honestly, I don't, I've never really loved the name um, mm-hmm. as much as I loved Atticus, but so be it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Interesting story. As you are dealing with SEO day in and day out, we all know the power of SEO. Like uh, you need something, you Google it. So what are the best strategies that go behind, that goes behind getting ranked on the search engines? Because like everyone, everyone has the basic things like title, like actual material, like the content, keywords yeah. in their content. But there has to be something that no one, like not everyone understands it, right? So the, the key here, and I'll use le- legal is a good example on this, but mm-hmm. I'll, I'll frame this for all businesses. This is very much a zero sum game and it is really centered around what your competitors are doing. How competitive is your environment? If you are selling something very specific, if it is a very unique thing, if there's not another hundred florists around your florist shop, or if there's not, uh, you know, if you've got a very specific knife or whatever it might be, it's much easier. Mm-hmm. Conversely, if you're selling something extremely generic like sugar, mm-hmm. um, or in our case, very competitive like personal injury lawyer, putting the right fuel into this fire is important. So what is the fuel is, is your question. So there's, there's really three elements to SEO. And then we can talk about local and how local is different from kind of organic search. But um, you need a good technical platform, which is basically a well-coded WordPress site. Your site needs to be fast. You need the right code. You need to have things like your H1 set up correctly in your page titles. And that's kind of standard run-of-the-mill stuff. Mm-hmm. You then need to have content, right? So I just talked to this lady and she wants more, a very specific type of landlord tenant law. And I was like, yeah, but your website doesn't have that on it. So if you don't have the content for the search engines to find or the people to read, you're never going to surface. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, the thing that really fundamentally 
in a competitive situation that makes a big difference is the quality, quantity, and recency of your backlink profile. So in legal, we spend a lot of time building out really strong backlink profiles because there's not a paucity of content. And there's, you know, there's tons of well-built websites, mm-hmm. but every single concept about legal has been written about you know, a thousand different ways. It's which of those thousand pages of content actually surface. And that the thing that makes things surface is your backlink profile. And a backlink, for those of you who are wondering what this is, uh, is essentially a link from another website pointing to yours. And a links, and, and they're not all created equal. So a link from the Wall Street Journal is much more valuable than a link from, say, uh, ConradIsAwesome.com. Um, and then there's other facets to links that come into play. So there's a relevancy. So if you are in my world, if you're a medical malpractice lawyer and you have a link from uh, WebMD about medical malpractice, that's actually uh, topically relevant. Another way that things can become relevant, especially for small businesses, is to be locally relevant. So for example, if you're the florist in downtown Cincinnati, if you have a lot of links from other businesses, organizations, uh, churches around Cincinnati, it helps Google understand that you are a localized business and that also comes into play, especially within the local results. If I want to bring business from search engine, so my focus should be more on uh, like putting more content out there uh, such as in the blogs, in my own blog as well, or the the focus should be on the search ads, or I would say the combination will also work? Well, the combination definitely works. And I think you have to look at these things as multiple channels, right? Mm-hmm. And so I don't know this, and Google certainly hasn't published this, and I can't prove it, but my guess is roughly 40 to 60% of business that comes through the web uh, in at least the legal industry mm-hmm. is, um, goes through the advertising, right? So if you're not going to play in the Google ads game, mm-hmm. you're losing a ton of market share right off the bat. Now, the problem with the Google ads game is it's expensive. And so if you don't need to continue to grow, or if you can fuel your growth through other methods, mm-hmm. they can probably be more cost-effective. But if you're looking to grow, or if you want to be the biggest and best, and you're not playing the ads game, mm-hmm. you're missing out, right? You're just missing out on a significant portion of that market. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, having, the, having the link right there in the ad, and like when someone clicks, the person should land on the website or like the person or the business should focus on having their own kind of landing page specifically for that particular ad, which is running. So what do you think? So for me, the landing pages need to be very topically relevant to the advertisement, right? And so if you're looking for fuzzy bunny slippers, you better have an ad that's very, very heavily about fuzzy bunny slippers, right? Mm -hmm. And so the things that become the, the things that don't work is like i would not recommend in general especially if someone's looking for something very specific if you're looking for bridal floral arrangements like don't have that go to the home page of your florist shop right there should be content information about uh bridal florist stuff mm-hmm. um and so the more specific and, and that that comes into play in two ways one uh, with the search engine, um, you get what's called a quality score, which is essentially, in 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 some ways, it's it's a rel it's a measurement of how 
much the landing page that you're sending someone to is related to the query that someone's looking for, right? And mm -hmm. so a, a better quality score means that you not only will you convert better, but you'll actually end up paying less per click than you would otherwise if you were to send it to a generic page. The other thing, it just converts better, right? So mm -hmm. again, I'm going to go back to my bridal floral thing. Uh, if you if if you're a bride looking for a florist, you want to see that content that's about amazing bridal floral arrangements, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so you will end up converting better. I was thinking like if one business like is take an example if I'm having my business and like in the marketing game, maybe something, or maybe I'm selling some product and other, other person or other business is also selling the same exact product. And I am bidding against him for the exact same keyword. So the strategy should be, yeah, keep on bidding higher in order to win that keyword. Or is that going to be like, okay, yeah, he's like, he's a big game. Like he's putting more money behind it just get like just get away from the keyword and focus on something else or the the, the fight should be there or what do you think like uh, i should keep on spending the money on the same keyword or change my strategy well so you end up you end up look you, you need to look at your own business right mm -hmm. so all you I, i'm going to go back to what i know really well here mm -hmm. uh which is legal mm -hmm. if you're constantly especially in pay-per-click google ads mm -hmm. at the number one position you are going to get the most volume, right? Mm -hmm. But it is going to cost you the most, which means that for your economics to work out, mm -hmm. you need to be a volume shop. You need to be the Walmart of legal, right? Mm -hmm. Which means you've got a ton of lawyers or paralegals that you're paying as little as you possibly can and you're making up for that in margin, right? So your cost per client, in, in our parlance, it's cost per client, but like mm -hmm. if the cost of the thing that you're selling of acquiring the thing is X percentage of the value of that thing. Like you need to make that up in volume. Conversely on the, on the flip side, if you're much, very much a boutique and you're at into the high margin game, right? You need to have a uh, cost per client that's actually fairly low. And so for me, you can absolutely spend yourself out of profit, which is crazy, right? And a lot of, and, and a lot of frankly, stupid lawyers do this because they want to be number one. They want to show up number one. Well, if a matter is worth $10,000 to an attorney, but it costs $8,000 to acquire that matter, hmm. you're probably not being all that profitable. And so to some extent, you need to think about the things that you can do that don't involve it, Here's the thing. It depends on the market. If you're in a saturated competitive market, the volume players can afford to be at that number one position, but the boutique players can't, right? Because mm. you're working on a high margin as opposed to volume. True, true. And uh, you also mentioned like uh, when you were telling me before about the websites, like uh, you also mentioned about the WordPress, like there are many other website builders available in the market, like Shopify, Squarespace. So is there any key difference between like these website builders and WordPress that the general public doesn't know about it? Like, is there any secret sauce that, okay, uh, WordPress is more powerful. That's why you are using that most of in most of your products, right? Yeah. So for me, I don't want to completely like just dump on Wix and Squarespace and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. They have their place, mm -hmm. but they have very severe limitations. The code in and of itself is just not great. And these kind of drag and drop approaches 
are not great. In fact, WordPress is coming out with their new version, which is much more kind of drag and drop uh, WYSIWYG style. We'll mm -hmm. see how well that performs. Um, but there's just, there's just limitations there. It's you're playing with Tonka trucks instead of driving a F-150, right? Mm. Um, and in the legal world, there've probably been, I've been doing this since 2006. I've probably twice told a lawyer that like, yeah, what your solution really should be a Wix, right? Mm. Um, almost all the time, the answer is WordPress. And there's lots of WordPress developers. Mm -hmm. There's lots of books about WordPress on Amazon. You don't necessarily need to know how to code, right? Mm -hmm. It is something that you can, I did a webinar, I want to say last week, it maybe was two weeks ago, lovely woman named Kate Furick. She initially, when I initially met, she's never been a client. I've known her for four or five months. She's part of one of the groups that I run. Mm -hmm. And I initially talked to her about building a website. She wanted like really specific branding and wanted to be very different and blah, blah, blah. But she didn't have any like, like funds to do it. And she, and, and like, I knew that the, the basic templated version that we sell mm -hmm. was going to not work for her because she had very specific ideas around branding and positioning and blah, blah, blah. And, and ours, like our, our base level thing is it's, frankly, it's cookie cutter, right? And it's mm -hmm. supposed to be able to turn out a bunch of websites at a low cost. So clients who need that can get it. And I knew it wasn't going to work for her. And I, I was like, Kate, don't, don't even think about the a you can't afford the custom design that we could do mm -hmm. right and but that's like a big investment b you're not going to be happy with our cookie cutter option anyway like mm -hmm. two months later kate shows me your new website and i'm like this is amazing it's exactly what you described to me and she built it herself and she built it she said she spent like 40 or 50 hours on it which is not a small amount of time mm -hmm. but it's fantastic Right. And that, would I have done things differently? Yes. Are there some things about it that I would fundamentally change? A hundred percent. But like she got stuck in and she figured it out and she had a good idea, eye for color and, and it was great. Right. And so you can do this stuff on your own if you want to. And, and WordPress is not inaccessible to, I mean, she's a lawyer. She's not a coder. She's not an mm -hmm. artist. She's a lawyer and she did a great job. So basically easy to do. And like if, if someone is willing to learn that, so that process can be learned as well, right? Well, for, so the, I, think, I think what you're saying there is a key point. It's easy to do if you're willing to learn, yeah, right? And yeah. willing to take the time to learn. And if you hate problem solving, like technical headaches, if, 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 if programming to your TV pisses you off, yeah, don't bother, right? Like, like, <laughs> this is not the right game for you. But if you're okay with kind of futzing around with things and figuring out how things work, like game on, you can do it. And you can do it on your own. Yeah, 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 exactly. Applicable to almost everything. Like if I want to learn something, like if I'm willing to, to take that initiative, yes. But on the way, but on the way, there's going to be lots of problems coming on my way. Like, okay, uh, taking example of WordPress, sometimes the plugins are out of version and those kind yeah. of things happens. And if you don't know how to deal with it or if you think that, okay, it's consuming too much time. So this not, this might not be the right thing for you to do. Right. right. And hire some expert in doing that. And the key here, I think the key distinction here is you do not need to know how to code yeah. in order to do a great job with WordPress. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and that is like to, to, to extend the example, like there are some things that I just have no potential to do. Right. I'm never going to be, uh, 
I'm never going to play basketball. I'm never going to be a hair model, right? Like there's just like, there's some things that innately are never going to happen for me. Being able to create your own work, create, create your own website is not one of those things, right? Like <laughs> if you have that interest, you can do it. <laughs> okay. Interesting. And uh, Conrad, like I read one thing, smart firms don't hire agencies that trap them. Who said this? <laughs> well, that was, that was us sitting back and thinking through our market. Um, and I think this happens. I know this happens to a lot of other industries, but I, I tend to have a fairly low opinion of digital marketing agencies. Mm -hmm. Um, and a lot of relationships are designed with the agency's benefit in mind mm -hmm. over their client. And I think that's a mistake. And I think there's lots of ways, if you are looking at an agency, you need to make sure that you are in control of things, that you have access to things, that you are driving what's going on. And most importantly, and to use my legal analogy, that mm -hmm. you can leave and you won't be taking a step backwards, right? Mm -hmm. So if you are a small company, medium-sized company looking at a marketing agency, when you get together, I would think about the prenuptial. What does it look like when we break up for whatever reason? And it doesn't mm -hmm. matter what the reason is, but like you may, you will move on at some point in time and that's fine. Is that, are they trying to handcuff you either through technology or legal contracts or are they trying to empower you to be able to drive the ship yourself, right? And I think mm -hmm. that is an unfortunate, ugly reality Mm -hmm. of the online marketing world. It's probably not just the online marketing world, but like certainly I see it with agencies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are like many individual, I would say freelancers as well, um, seeing like they are marketing gurus. Like uh, I, I came across a few of those. And uh, when you go through the process, the process is really kind of okay. They're going to ask you like top level questions, some in depth. And the person on the other side would feel that, okay, yeah, this is something really awesome. I never thought about it. Like cool words, customer avatar. Like if there is some normal businessman, like doesn't know anything about digital marketing, customer avatar, what is that? Like, okay, divided into uh, age groups, then in trust of the person and many other things. And the person might say, oh, wow, this is an expert. And when you, when you ask the person, okay, how much are you going to charge? So it's like $10,000, $20,000 just to start and then the marketing budget is different than that and and you, like you have never seen that person's credibility like okay is that person credible enough or not has there anything proven or not like things like that it's it's always there like when you when you go across the people or the businesses which are not proven like and um, i've personally faced that a long time ago well and, it's one of those things where like it's easy to say you're an expert yeah. Right. Yeah, and, exactly. And what does that mean? Right. It's, that's, that's just good personal marketing. right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, Conrad, I loved your creativity. Like I was on your website and I saw FR echo or freco. Freco. We call it freco, but yeah. Okay. So it's, it seems like a win-win for both you and, and the client. So well, that was, so freco was when I was, when, when COVID came out, mm-hmm. And I knew it was going to have a big impact on the legal industry. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what do I, what, what am I going to do? Right? Like I'm not a doctor. I'm not a, I'm not a nurse. I'm not, 
I'm not like a, like I'm not, I'm so far from an essential employee, right? I'm not like stocking grocery shelves where people are going to eat. Like, what is it? What is a legal marketing agency going to do? So I'm like, all right. So we took our, and we talked about this before, the basic uh, website template, and we have just basically given that away to lawyers who mm-hmm. are struggling. And so that's, you know, for the, through the rest of the year, I've just been like, this is just something that we can do. And to be honest, like, I'm glad we're doing it. I know there are a lot of people in my industry who are struggling a lot of, a lot, like, this is just one of the realities of, of COVID. Mm-hmm. Courts are shut down, right? And um, there's lots of things that have just come to a screeching halt in legal and the legal industry is hurting. It really is. And so this is just, I, it's not a token, but it was me trying to be involved in our community and our industry in a way that was helpful. And it's, you know, it's, it's just a very, very small thing that we can do. I've never seen in the past few days, like uh, companies are doing something. Yeah, companies are doing a lot of things, but not in a way like in B2B. I've never, I would say I didn't come across any things uh, like that, what you're doing with Freckle. I love well, this part. It's, you know, I, I'm in this for the long term. I've been doing, I've been working with lawyers since 2006. So it, it already is the long term. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's nice to give back to the community. It's nice to be a part of the community. Like it's nice to be able to do great things and, and, and try and be helpful where we can. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, on, it's, it's a bit of a feel good too, right? Mm-hmm. Respect. And yeah. uh, uh, what are your thoughts on the voice-based search? You know that like things are moving to voice-based things. SEO is going to be always there. Like, yeah, you, you think of something, you type it there. But what about the voice-based search? So I think the biggest thing with voice search, and again, like I have to be upfront, my window, my, my thoughts are really around legal. And mm-hmm. so having said that, right. And it's not like people are like researching legal in this, uh, researching legal issues mm-hmm. as much through Siri, right? Like you're not mm-hmm. trying to figure out like, what are the ramifications of blah, blah, blah. Like it, it's still a little bit far away. Having said that, we have definitely seen keyword patterns where you can tell that it's a voice search that's gone wrong, right? And so we've definitely seen things where it's been like, no Siri, I meant blah, 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 right? And then you'll see that like query come over and over again. It's kind of funny. Um, so we've definitely seen stuff like that. It's happening. I think the biggest thing, and again, like I'm a little bit out of my depth on specifically on voice because my am so focused on legal. But mm-hmm. I think what, what you're going to see is the devices that people can use mm-hmm. and the platforms behind those devices are going to ultimately move some voice search away from Google, right? Mm-hmm. And I mean, you think about like, you can do it from your car, right? What does that look like? You can do it from your phone. Who's, who's controlling that, mm-hmm. right? And so, and, and it's, it's going to be other, like, you're, you're going to be able to, I'm sure you can order, I'm sure there's prototypes now where you can order milk through your fridge because your fridge is empty of milk, right? Mm-hmm. And so like, there's all sorts of different things that are going to, be able to take in consumer input when they're looking for things. That's not going to be, I'm sitting down in front of Google researching something. So think about this. I mean, you will, why can't I use Google search to book an appointment with, to talk to a lawyer tomorrow? Right? Like yeah. there's, and you can do that with your voice. Like there's where, the, where this kind of takes us, especially mm-hmm. in my kind of world in legal is going to be fascinating to see. And as, as you know, you watch the way that, kids use and interact with devices is completely different than say 45 year old 
bald guys, right? Yeah. Um, and so it will continue to evolve. Um, I just think the 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 Google's ability to monetize and understand and parse information is pretty amazing. They may eventually be limited by where those inputs are happening. I think so. Yep. Like in the in the maps, like uh, yep. before, there was no shops or nothing like that. You you can search for the gas stations on the way, like coffee shops, restaurant, like many things can be searched. Now I think they're gonna monetize that even more like because we before there was no option like that like you want to go from one place to another yeah this is a way but right. now like many things are coming like search along the route option uh, is within the maps like when you are driving so they they can take you to that restaurant like you don't even have to type like just just and tell the word yeah <laughs> yeah right. this is amazing and uh, your book is also related with this uh, own the map is the yeah. book, right? Like do you recently lost. So what we can learn from this book? Well, own the map is, I, I wrote it through the American Bar Association. It is mm -hmm. very specific around legal. Um, so if you're loyal in this, it's a great book. If you're not, it, you may find it a bit of a snoozer, but it is um, essentially both a historical review of legal marketing uh, and, and SEO through the legal lens that dates back well before I even got into it, uh, which is 2006. Um, and then it's like highly tactical. But the other part of this, mm -hmm. I think we haven't touched on is like, and I, and I do this for lawyers, but I think thinking this through for your own business is mm -hmm. what are the metrics? What are the business things that I should be paying attention to? And, and, and in technology, with technology, it's very easy to get wrapped up in a bunch of technical data that don't always matter, right? And mm -hmm. so I think as a small business, and I've done this in the book for lawyers, but like you, small businesses know what their business metrics are, right? If you're a doctor, it's the number of patients that you're seeing, um, like you know what's driving your business. And so I mm -hmm. think in many cases, people, especially nerdy people like me, get so focused on, on, on things that aren't that important that it's easy to take your eye off the business ball. And so I start the book, and this is how I think people should think about online marketing in general. Like, what are we trying to do here? What are the objectives? What, what is the appropriate, like, is ROI the right thing we should be looking at? We should be looking at, at return on ad spend instead. Um, how am I tracking success? What does success look like? What does that mean? If, if three years from now, what, what, what is, what is the right numbers? What are the things that we're looking at? And so I think a lot of businesses need to focus on what are the business metrics and, and, and not let the kind of digital marketing reporting of which there's tons, right? And tons of, there's all sorts of reporting you can do on digital marketing. You can get lost in Google analytics, but let's not let that tail wag the dog of my business. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Andre, like uh, talking about the law, talking about your book, like the things that you might have explained in this is going to be, I think, applicable to other businesses as well, because I think your focus is on the map here in this book. Am I right? Well, it's so the, the relevance here on, on the map is the focus on how Google has fundamentally changed. I mean, go back five years. Mm -hmm. Google was not as locally focused as it is now, right? And mm. so 
when you look at, we haven't talked about this yet, but like local search is a completely different um, animal. It's a whole different discipline. Um, the proximity of like, if you're looking for a pizza restaurant right now, like you, what you get is going to be heavily influenced on your proximity and whether or not Google knows that the pizza restaurant is actually there. What can you do to get involved with your community and how does that then translate into success on something like Google or local or even advertising? Mm -hmm. So all of these things I I've started to believe, well, it's, it's maybe it's Google leading me in this direction, but like. Business is very, very local. In almost all situations, business is very, very local, right? And so you're not looking for the best cancer. Well, actually, that's a great example of where it's not the case. Maybe you are looking for the best cancer treatment place in the country. Maybe you do want to go to the Cleveland Clinic or wherever it might be. Mm -hmm. um, but most things that you do are local, right? And the other side of this for me, especially with COVID, especially with kind of the economic disaster that we're in right now, mm -hmm. is I believe there is a nobility in supporting a small local business. I think that is being somewhat reflected and encouraged with the way search engines will direct you to literally a local store, right? And so we're seeing things... Um, around uh, veteran owned businesses, right? Mm -hmm. And that's, that's all a local thing. You're seeing things and that's, that's built into Google's GMB profiles, right? So you have veteran owned businesses, um, you have uh, female owned businesses, I believe that is built into the GMB profile. Interestingly, there's not a black owned businesses uh, component to this. I don't know that that will um, stand or chain. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. hope the world becomes a better place <laughs> yeah i hope i hope so too like there are many things going on this covid <laughs> i don't have any words for this covid like, like it has killed many people businesses are like completely shut down some of them some are struggling yeah. like it's uh, it's tough time like uh, people who are not like who are not familiar with computers like it's a whole new learning thing for them yeah they can hire people for doing many things but still you need to have certain amount of knowledge in order to say okay you're giving money you're getting the services but how are you going to track it what you are going to get or are you seeing any results you cannot rely 100% on anyone right like there has to be some right. kind of learning so it's hard yeah. And uh, Conrad, where can we learn more about you and your business? Well, the good thing for me is I have a very unique name. Uh, <laughs> the last name is Sam, S-A-A-M. Um, so you can Google me and uh, Google that name and you can find more about me than you ever wanted to know. Um, but uh, the site's Mockingbird Marketing um, and I'm on Twitter and Facebook and all the usual suspects. So I, if, if you can't find me, I've done a terrible job with my name because it is like, that's, that's one of the things I talk about with some clients in many cases is your name is either an asset or a liability. Right. And so mm -hmm. like, for example, there are a bunch of lawyers named Tom Brady. <laughs> they have, they have a unique SEO problem. Right. Uh, and for me, uh, for better or worse, like you can find me on the web as you say, as you are. Okay, got it. Thank you so much for coming to the pod today. Yeah, pleasure. Nice to chat.